Did you know you can make money out of the homeless? Not but by selling them things. Do we have to cut them all in half? Well, not, not even selling them. Selling them stuff per se. Right. Just by saying you're pro-supporting homeless. So if we look at... In 2019, the UK spent over a billion pounds on homelessness in one year. And it's before going, the pandemic. Before the pandemic. It's gone up every year since, but the last figures I could find was 2019, over a billion. Where's that money going? Business, how can we get some of it? Well, business are making a fortune out of it, from shelters to you know all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, go into some real local examples now. Um, I worked with rough sleepers now for nearly two decades, set up projects, getting him off the streets into accommodation, into employment. I even set up a a library for homeless children who were living in B&B so they could sort of keep up with some of their education because when you become homeless you can be moved 50 60 miles away from your school which means you don't go to school again for six months right so you need some so I've set up those sort of projects um <clears throat> some of the things that really annoy me are some of the simplistic projects people engage in thinking they're making a difference so the first one will be you go to coffee shops when they're in a coffee shop and there's a sign going, why don't you buy a coffee for a homeless person? So buy, pay it forward. Yeah. So buy a £4, £5, £6 coffee, buy another one. And if a homeless person walks into this shop today, we'll give them that coffee you've paid for. I mean, it sounds sweet on the face of it. No, it sounds nice. From a marketing person. So it makes the coffee shop look good, but there is absolutely no way of yeah. guaranteeing that that money is going to a homeless person. I'm okay. sorry. So you're getting both the marketing side makes the coffee shop look good yep. and the cynical lawyer here which is that goes straight <clears throat> to the bottom line well as yeah. i say also extra profits yeah well let's let's dig a bit deeper than that in a minute so let me give you my examples and we'll dig into them there's lots of small companies who sell socks who sell little woolly hats mm -hmm. and if you buy one we'll give a homeless person one and they're always quite expensive to buy another one in manchester this drove me crazy there was a pub in manchester city center that opened on christmas day yeah. to feed the homeless. Christmas dinners sounds fantastic. That sounds great. Why wouldn't they do that? Why am I coming down on these examples? Let's go into some of these examples that okay. someone who understands. If we could have the first link. <clears throat> I would, but I couldn't. Even the people who work at Starbucks to pay it forward, even they hate this scheme. And the biggest complaint is, A, it messes up the orders because yeah. we've now got a coffee. But did someone order this? Yeah. So they're basically saying most of these coffees go in the bin because we've made it now because we didn't know it was paying it forward coffee. And the staff are saying, we're paid that poorly. Why aren't staff don't tip us? Because they're buying coffee for an invisible homeless person. That's what the staff are saying. What am I going to say? A coffee has never helped a homeless person. For two, two decades working on the streets, if we could buy someone a coffee or a cup of tea and that would help a rough sleeper, Believe me, we won't have a problem in this country. These are complicated, broken people who need professional help and support. A coffee does nothing. Again, if you are buying them a coffee, why is that coffee full price? Why is it not half price pay it forward? Why is it not at cost? Why is the coffee shop, goes back to your bottom line point then, why is the coffee full price? It's not a charity, price? Nick. They're running a business. And that's exactly why they're doing it. It's some virtue signaling that costs them nothing. No, that's that profitable. Is, that's it doesn't even cost their... them nothing. Yeah. It, it's, it's 
<clears throat> Carl's already said it. Yeah. It goes straight to the bottom line because yeah. you've not there's there's no there are no goods involved here. You know, yeah. think in terms of the the accounting equation and costs of goods sold. You know, you've sold something but you haven't actually provided a product. Yeah. I mean, it's just pure money. In in defense yeah. of the cynical capitalist, they're selling people dreams. Actually, they're selling them the dream that they may have helped a homeless person. Yeah. And I'll put a price on that. Have you ever been in a a high-class coffee shop and seeing homeless people sat there. <laughs> no. Because weirdly, you know what? Weirdly, they, they're not allowed in. They're not allowed <laughs> in because they're dysfunctional, they smell, they're drug users. And Starbucks. And you Starbucks then powers. get the thing, I mean, if, I mean, this is one area where, where countries like Australia and the UK are different from the US. When they do let them in, you start seeing footage of what San Francisco looks what like now. You... I mean, I went to San Francisco in September 2019. My partner and yeah. I drove the Pacific Highway. And we strongly suspect we're not going to be able to go back now because there was a serious homelessness problem in both the major cities in, in San Francisco and in Los Angeles oh, yeah. in 2019. The whole area now, a good friend of ours who lives in Los Angeles and who we took out to supper, I mean, her street, which is a very nice street in a nice part of Los Angeles called Venice, is now just a homeless encampment. She can't even walk her dog anymore. Do you, do you not remember a few years ago when Starbucks uh, were, there was a viral video of a black guy being chucked out of a Starbucks. Mm. See, he was apparently meeting with a property mogul, which is weird because, I mean, this guy didn't look like he owned any property, right? right? But he was meeting with this property mogul and uh, it was filmed and he was kicked out because he wasn't buying a drink. And after that, Starbucks were like, oh, well, actually, we're just going to you know, allow all the homeless to come in and use our uh, toilets. Uh, well, unsurprisingly, it was uh, heroin. All over the toilets, yeah. uh, needles all over the place. Uh, they learn firsthand the hard way uh, what happens when you open your stores to the homeless. Well, McDonald's in Manchester City Centre, the several branches, open at seven o'clock in the morning, I believe. And they always have issues. They have security on the door now of McDonald's in Manchester City Centre from seven in the morning, not because of fights or drunks, no, no. because of homeless people. It's the wrong time in. of day. I mean, pubs have their problem at, at yeah. when last orders are called. Yeah, yeah that's... Well, They're using the bathrooms, shooting up. Yeah. using the bathrooms as showers. So by the time they've left, the bathrooms are a complete yeah. mess, needles everywhere. So they've had to employ security. Now, it's a different argument about what do we do with these individuals? We'll get to that in a minute. But they're the issues we have in some of these chains. But buying someone a coffee or buying Starbucks an extra coffee mm. doesn't solve anything. But, though, but the general public think they're helping, yep. but they're not. If we have the next, they're helping link, the, the the owner. The of, bottom line, yeah, they're helping the Starbucks chain. What do yeah. you? Honestly, you're way too cynical. So I mentioned before about hats and socks. Yeah. So there's lots. Oh, of no, these. you're dumping on hats and socks. Yes, there's lots of companies now advertising. If you buy one of my twelve pound socks, yeah. we're going to give a pair to a homeless person. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been in Primark? You can buy a pack of five socks for a pound in Primark. They're the only socks I buy now. Well, there we go. So, but why are people buying 12 pound socks? This is purely a marketing ploy to pull at your heartstrings mm -hmm. that you do nothing else for the homeless, but mm -hmm. as long as you buy a pair of socks, you've helped a homeless person with a pair of socks. There's one born every minute, Nick. There is. Go, go, going back to those Love Actually Blairites, though, right? I'm actually okay with them being totally ripped off because they believe in nonsense. <clears throat> and uh, I feel that they're the sort of people who'd fall for this. So there's a part of me that kind of wants to see them getting ripped off. What now? <laughs> them being the thing is off. they've got enough money to make a difference. The thing is, Nick's actually run a charity yeah, in, I, in a very I, poor I part of Manchester. And if those idiots 
who are willing to spell, spend 12 quid or whatever, get don- donated 12 quid to an actual exactly. homelessness charity, there might be a difference. That's what annoys me. What annoy- It doesn't annoy me that people are being ripped off for buying 12 pound socks and making them feel good. Well, if that makes you feel good, that's fine. Who am Selling I to dreams. say you shouldn't feel good? Feel good. But if the point was you actively wanted to help, that £12 could have been sent to a frontline small charity in the city where you live. That would pay for breakfast for 30, 40 people for the day jam and toast or something. That would have done something. You would have got those people given an incentive to get off the streets to access support mm. for some free breakfast. And maybe then the support workers or social workers could have worked with you a little bit and actually moved you one step closer to a better life. This virtue signaling does absolutely nothing for the people on the streets. But also it kind of keeps them on the streets, right? So if they're on the streets and you can get free coffee, free socks and all that, why would I need to leave the streets? Exactly. But if I if my feet are cold and I need a drink, then I actually have to go somewhere. I have motivation to do something. People say to me all the time, I don't give money. I don't hand stuff out. I buy people a meal deal on the streets. Surely that's doing good. And to begin with, you think, well, how do you criticize that? And you criticize it like this. <laughs> Those support centers are supplying the hot, decent meals. Mm. So if you give someone a meal deal, that person now isn't hungry enough to visit that support centre where they could sit down at a table in chairs with a knife and fork and feel human as they're eating because you've just enabled them to sit on a damp, wet pavement on the floor like a rat to eat the sandwich in a Mars bar. At least at the centre, they would have felt human. Mm. It's only when they're in the centre can professionals start working with them unpicking decades of brokenness and issues and the complexities of their lives and try to work out the path they can go down. And one visit doesn't do that. We're talking dozens and dozens of visits before you start making hayway. Every time you buy someone a meal deal on the street, you've stopped that person getting help that day. Again, that's what annoys me. Isn't the fact you've spent your money on socks. It's you've stopped someone getting professional help because it made you feel better that you think you did something. That's what annoys me. So we're pro-ripping off the Love Actually crowd, but we are anti-preventing homeless people from actually getting help. Exactly. We've got to side with you on that one. We're just stopping them accessing help. The Christmas pub one. People had a right go at me, this one. Same principle, though. Yeah, if we go to the next link. What's wrong with Christmas Day opening your doors and getting rough sleepers in because the commute, the centers are closed on Christmas Day. Yeah. It's not like you've stopped them going to a center. You haven't. So yeah. I can't complain about that. But what's wrong with this? S- well, gone then, Scrooge. Scrooge. <laughs> Go on, tell me. <laughs> These individuals were rough sleeping mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. The, the, the rough sleepers while they're eating that meal and they're going to be rough sleeping that night and they're still going to find themselves homeless on Boxing Day. What's changed? Nothing has changed. You've not changed that person's life. All you've done is give them a meal on that afternoon. Now, is that damaging them? No, it's not. But on the grand scheme of things, the money spent on that project Mm. hasn't helped one person. Well, I mean, I suppose the argument would be, well, that at least they're not hungry that day. So there's human compassion there. You could argue that case. Mm. The point on this for me is, it's a difference between medicine and a cure. So what this is, this is medicine for Christmas Day. Yeah, this is taking ibuprofen for your sore knee rather than yeah. actually going and, and getting it scanned and working yeah. out why you can't use the treadmill anymore, basically. And what we need but, is we but, need cures. But on the, on the question of Christmas Day particularly, if everything's closed, maybe I'll have some ibuprofen that day, right? 
Possibly, but let's look at the people who did this. So what did they get out of this to pull? They got a full page in the Manchester Evening News as a story. That must be worth thousands of pounds. Mm. After Christmas, they did the follow-up. They got another full page in the Manchester Evening News. So It's advertorial. Yes, yes it's that it, kind of yeah. thing. So if they wanted to do something for rough sleepers, there would be better things they could have done. But they picked the one where they also benefited as well. We're getting two pages of free advertisements in the Manchester Evening News. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, they're running a business. <laughs> I can't feel that like cynical about it. Like, you know, I well, no, that I is think quite cynical. Okay. They're yeah. running a business, and and they're, they're and because and, and people have most of the time people have got short arms and long pockets. But on Christmas Day, they're less likely to behave like so, that. On, so. on all of the other ones, I'm with you, but on this one, I, I'm a little uh, a little more on the left on this one. Because, I mean, okay, if you're the homeless person, sure, you've made all these mistakes. Yep. You need proper help, right? But that doesn't help on Christmas morning when nothing's open and you're hungry and you're cold. And, okay, so there's a business that's prepared to do this. And in exchange, they get a bit of free advertising from the local paper. I mean, I don't see that as being a problem. Let's say there's a choice. They can either do that mm. and let's say they help 30, 40 people on that afternoon. Or the money they're going to spend on that, they invest that more wisely and do a different project that gets three people off the streets for life. Yeah. But they're not going to invest anything to anyone getting off the streets because they're a business, right? They're a business. So So I I actually don't blame them. You know, this is for them, this is a savvy marketing move, but it also does help some people very temporarily. I don't don't blame any any of these businesses because they're doing what businesses do. Yeah. They're trying to increase their bottom line. I mean, I'm more than happy to criticize businesses. I just think this is really small, you know? It's these are all small, just local to me that I've, I've had to, right, deal, right, right. to deal with. That's why I've picked these. There's bigger issues out there, but these are yeah. small ones I've had to deal with. But for me, this just emphasizes why we have a rough sleeping problem in the UK. Right. As in, we're never looking to fix the problem, we're always looking at sticking plasters. That's a good point because, I mean, like you said, okay, so they spent like 500 pounds or something feeding the homeless this yeah. day. Uh, well, A, that's half the cost of the advertising at least. And that's not someone who wants to cure the problem of homelessness because now this is a part of their business model. Yeah. And I believe they've done it lots of Christmases since. Hmm. Now, at the same time we did this in 2016, this isn't an excuse for this, but there was um, a football ground in Manchester, not with the two big ones, a small one, Hmm. who worked with the council who was putting on Christmas dinner for homeless and rough sleepers for several hundred of them. And they arranged for transport to pick people up. So they drove minibuses to the city centre to pick people up and drive them there. Mm. The same morning, we had an organisation. It wasn't the Masons. It was something similar to the Masons. I can't remember what they're called now. Who drove around the city centre Christmas Day morning with 100 bottles of brandy and whiskey. And every rough sleeper they found, they gave one to and wished them happy Christmas. <laughs> okay. so, so when those minibuses turned up, these people were blotto. Were blotto. Yeah. And it was like, well, health and safety now, we're not taking you in out. Yeah. All were left on the streets for no Christmas dinner because someone thought it was a good idea to go around Christmas cheer and give bottles of whiskey and brandy out. Amazing. And I presume, I mean, I have no expertise in this area mm. at all, but you can presumably tell me the answer to this mm. question that alcoholism plays a significant role in homelessness. Absolutely. Oh, sorry, in yeah. ho- ho- yeah. homelessness-ness. Yeah. yeah. Drugs more so now because drugs are a lot cheaper and easier to get than alcohol. Yeah. But alcohol is still a major factor. Mm. Alcohol kills people quicker than drugs kill them. 
I that work, doesn't surprise me. I've worked with prostitution charities in Manchester, and they say the biggest issue they have is when one of the female prostitutes says, oh, I'm off drugs now, and tell them I've replaced it with vodka. It's oh, like brilliant. you're now at a sort of higher risk of dying now. So the alcohol is even more dangerous than drugs. Right. So I just want people to understand there's no quick fix to rough sleeping. Yes. You're going to throw a couple of coins in a cup or buy someone a sandwich or support a business that do these things. You're not helping. It just doesn't do anything. It's a waste of your time, money, and energy. Find something that works. It also, again, just reinforces the paradigm as well, right? Yes. Like it, it, it helps them to remain where they are. It's not even that it doesn't help. You pay organizations to do what makes their budget go yeah. up, basically. Yeah. But you're actively retarding the ability of these people to get off of the street. Yeah. A lot of these agencies and charities, by the way, lots of charities are bought into this of the medicine, not the cure. Yeah. Because they, they've got 100 million pound budgets. Yeah. They've got chief exec at 150,000. Well, if they've homeless was killed pensions. tomorrow, Nick. That's my great, pension gone. Well, yeah, they've got great pension. So we don't want to cure this because what am I doing for the job? Just like yeah. we had the LGB. That's why Stonewall went Stonewall, because they it, achieved yeah. same-sex marriage. Yeah. And so their purpose had come to a natural yeah. end. Yeah. And the whole trans bandwagon is an attempt to rem remain relevant. Yeah. You know, they were suffering after same-sex marriage went through. Um, they were suffering from relevance deprivation syndrome. Yep. That's all it, that is. I'm sorry. It was deeply cynical, that. Totally true, though. Yep. It is. If we can have the next link. So this might, you might go, oh, is that the wrong link? Well, what's this about? This is about if businesses will only do what they think is in their interest. That's so. True. Hollywood going woke, companies going woke. They only did it because they thought it was in their interest. And now they realize it's not in their interest. You know, they're sacking the DEI leads now in Hollywood because there's no more money in it. That's what we need to do with rough sleeping and homelessness. We need to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work, but was just either woke or made us feel better. If we can have the last picture. This is how you help rough sleepers. It's face-to-face -face contact. It's sitting down on a cold payment and having a chat with them face-to-face, -face, finding out what they want. It's not sitting there going, do you know what I can do for you today? Because mm. the problem is, that's what everyone's always done for them, is told them what they need. You start building people up by having conversations, by saying, what do you want in your life? What, what can I do for you? Is there any suggestions? Mm. Because until you get them taking control and responsibility of their lives, nothing changes. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, do you want a tea or a coffee? Instead of going, there you go, mate, I've just given you that. Mm. Ask them what they want because the more you do that, the more they realize their choices influence their lives. Forcing them to think, basically. To think. And then once they start realizing making better decisions gives them a better life, they carry on making better decisions. But when you get to a stage where it's called learned helplessness, mm. it's where the state has taught you to be helpless because someone's always going to do everything for you. You don't have to think. But the, the entire system just treats them like a problem, right? And, uh, rather than individual people with yeah. you know, real issues and a real backstory. Like, oh, I'm the homeless person who's here to collect the, the, the tea. I'm the homeless person who's here to collect the... Um, the Christmas dinner. Um, you're not Mark, the person yeah. who has made mistakes and has fallen on hard times. You're now in the category of homeless, so you feel yourself to be trapped there, right? Yeah. Best example I can give you, and this will be the, the last thing I say on this, was I met a gentleman for the first time on Deansgate in Manchester City Centre, which is a mm -hmm. big road in the City Centre, um, sat down and said, oh, can I have a chat? Oh, no, no, I, I'm too busy. I'm working. I went, you're working? He went, yeah. He goes, my job 
is to shake this paper cup. And when people put money in it, yeah. it makes them feel better. That's my job. Yeah. And it was like, you get this. There was one of them in Swindon who had a house and a car and everything, but he would you know, act like a homeless person. Yeah. People would give him money, and that was better than working in a proper job. Yeah. I saw a comedy routine years ago hmm. at the Edin- when the Edinburgh Fringe was still very good by a bloke mm-hmm. who... <clears throat> He, admittedly, he had an advantage. He had cerebral palsy from the waist down, and but normal from the waist up. So he was in a wheelchair. Mm. So he had the disabled person look. And on different days, he went to the same part of town each time with a bucket with different things written on it um, to try to get people to give him money. Man in wheelchair, remember. And he had the most ridiculous things written on there. He had like, pay my mortgage. He had, you know, my dog needs a tooth extraction. And people were just putting money into it because of man in wheelchair. And the only one he didn't get any money for it. He had video footage of this, which was, it was very funny. The only one where nobody would put money in his bucket, he'd written on the bucket, free Gary Glitter. That didn't work. But all the others I'm not surprised have that the automatic work. reaction of just putting money in yeah. this guy's bucket. Right. Well, don't help the homeless. Help the homeless in ways that are productive, not ways that damage broken individuals. 